Hello, and welcome to Unabridged, the weekly podcast where teachers take on books. This is Sarah. Join us for bookish episodes and a monthly book club pick. This is Ashley. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unabridged Pod, or go to our website, unabridgedpod.com, where the books we read are linked for purchase. This is Jen. Check out our Teachers Pay Teachers store, our Patreon page, and our newsletter. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to support us. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hey, this is Jen. We're here with one of our unabridged shorts to share our autumn TBR lists. Before we get started, we just want to remind you, if you would, to follow, rate, and review us on iTunes to help us find new listeners and to help them find us. So we're going to get started. Each of us has a few books that we're looking forward to reading. Sarah, do you want to start? Sure. The book that I, the first book that I have on my list is actually one that has been on my list since, since the spring. It came out last February. The book is The Care and Feeding of Ravenously Hungry Girls. And if you were following along this past summer with our, with our, um, Reader's Choice polls. This was on it. It was not chosen. I am not bitter. (laughs) (laughs) But I plan to read it anyway. This book has sounded so good. The cover is gorgeous. And then Jen has read it, and Mm -hmm. she told me it was really, really good. So I trust her opinion, So I and it made me want to read it even more. But this is a family drama. It's uh, It's about a family who something bad happens to to a, to a, one of the sisters in the the family and then the the other sisters have to step in and take care of the sister who is in trouble has to take care of her daughters. So it sounds really really compelling. It sounds like it's going to be a page turner mm-hmm. and it just sounds like something that uh, will give me a lot to think about. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And that one is The Care and Feeding of Ravenously Hungry Girls by An- Anissa Gray. Yeah, I think you'll love it. Yay. <laughs> Ashley, how about you? So I, last year was one of the first times that I kind of actively tried to read or thought about reading things that were kind of related to the season. So things that were sort of creepy or fall-like. And I really enjoyed that. Um, and so I am interested in doing that again this year. I think it was nice to help me appreciate some of the things about Autumn, mm-hmm. to read things that were a little more <laughs> fall-focused. And so one of the ones that I'm really interested in is Sarah Henning's The Sea Witch. Um, longtime listeners know that I am a big sucker for covers mm-hmm. and the cover of that That's one is beautiful. really gorgeous and so usually that is sufficient for me I don't do a whole lot of reading of the back and I'd also heard of this great Sarah read it and enjoyed it right have you read it I haven't read it but I own it <laughs> but okay. I that's where I saw the beautiful cover. Yes, and I <laughs> I heard that it was if you liked the Wicked Deep which we all mm-hmm. really liked that you would like the Sea Witch. So yeah. that that that's why I bought it. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like um, the cover is beautiful, but also has that kind of, I mean, it's a mood cover, mm-hmm. and it just has that feeling of an autumn book. And so it sounds like it's an interesting, uh, from what I've read on Goodreads, it just sounds like it's an interesting setup that has some fanta- fantasy elements, and also it has a, a couple of girls, like a friendship at its center, and I really love stories like that. And so um, I think all of that sounds really compelling. 
I, I bought that on Kindle on sale this summer. Ooh, so, nice. Yeah. So one of my choices is Peter Heller's Celine. So I am a huge Peter Heller fan, and Ashley has talked about him a lot too. She loves the dog stars. And I devoured The River over the summer. It was one of my absolute favorite books of summer. And I realized that there was a backlist title that I had not read yet. So of course I had to remedy that situation because I'm compulsive. (laughs) Uh, So I ordered Celine. I've not read it yet, but I'm very excited. It is about a private investigator, which I think is interesting. Her name is Celine. And so I'm just, this is one of those that I don't really care what it's about. I am a Peter Heller fan. And so I'm, I'm going to read it because I trust that he's going to tell a story both a story worth telling and in a way that makes it worth reading. So I'm looking forward to Peter Heller's Celine. The, the River is not one of my TBRs, but it is on, I mean, it's not one of my autumn TBRs for this episode, but it is sitting on my desk <laughs> right where and I I'm second it. in line here, folks. So, <laughs> so I need to get, get to it. So the I'm going to be bugging, short. bugging Sarah. <laughs> that's right. It's short. So that's that's a nice one to have on your TBR. <laughs> and good. Celine's not long either. So I'll pass that one around to you. I will done. say Peter Heller is one that in the past has taken me a while to get through, but it's always worth it. It's mm-hmm. like the painter wasn't particularly long, but it took me a long time. The first half of the book and then the second half I've read in like The a River, day, so. you won't be able to put it down. Oh, oh my gosh. It's so good. He's I've a been a great re- storyteller. Jen posted about The River on Instagram and I've been reading some of the comments and someone else, another listener wrote that she, that she started it and she read it in one sitting yeah. because she couldn't, it's definitely she couldn't stop. Doable. She said there was no good stopping point. So yeah, she just kept really, going. Yeah. Yeah. I need that kind brilliant. of book. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> same. Same. All right. Let's go around then and each share one more. Okay. My next one is The Swallows by Lisa Lutz. This just is coming out August 13th, uh, August 13th. So it's brand new and it is, I've actually started it. So I'm cheating a little bit, (laughs) but it, since it's, I think it's going to be talked about a lot this fall. So I wanted to talk about it here because it hooked me from the beginning. It's, this is a book about a private school and a new teacher has come to teach. Well, she was hired to teach literature, but when she gets there, she, her classes her roster is filled with creative writing Mm. so she is teaching these students who attend this private school a lot of them are privileged and she has some sort of mystery in her past that you know you don't find out and it's just really compelling and it's told in a multi uh perspective way Uh. so you get her you get students i mean it's really interesting the way it's told and there is something happening at the school called the dark room which is something that the boys of the school run and it definitely feels timely you know kind of with the me too movement and it's some it's like fighting against the boys will be boys mentality that often occurs. And it just seems, it seems very, like it's going to be very compelling and that I'm going to fly through it. So I'm really excited to read it. And like I said, it, it hooked me from the beginning and I will definitely be talking about it after I finish it. Mm-hmm. But that sounds good. Yes. Yeah, it does sound great. It, it's what I needed because I've read a couple of slow burns. Mm. So I started it and I was like, ooh, I just need to read it. <laughs> so it's, it's going well. But it, I've only read probably 50 pages. But I've, been, I've really liked it so far. So that's my second book. It is The Swallows by Lisa Lutz. Okay. Ashley, how about you? 
So I am really interested in this one has been recommended to me in several different several different angles have kind of recommended it, you know. So um, and people on Instagram have shared it in pairing with Pachinko, which I absolutely loved, and with some other books as well. It's come up several times, and also my sister read this one and, and loved it and thought I would really enjoy it. It's called The Island of Sea Women, and it's by Lisa C. And this one is set in Korea, and it follows these two it's two female friends and it covers a lot they're from different backgrounds and it covers a long time period that's why people reference it in relationship to pachinko because it covers a big span of time and it is it's also fascinating because it is talking about a culture where the women are in charge they go out and do the dangerous work. They are divers, and they make all the choices. The men take care of the children. And so it's just looking at a really matriarchal-focused society and what that is like. And so I really am interested in that component of it. And also, and I mean, I just loved learning more about Korean culture. And when I was looking at it with Pachinko, I didn't know much about Koreans in Japan and so that was really interesting to me and then this one is focused on a Korean island and so I just think that that sounds awesome and I love the feminist angle of it and um, I'm interested like I said before about the sea witch that I'm interested in in books where female friendships are at the center so again that's called the island of sea women and it's by Lisa C. So my next one is Margaret Atwood's The Testaments. Mm -hmm. And this is another, I auto read anything by Margaret Atwood. <laughs> and I love The Handmaid's Tale. So this is the sequel, the long coming sequel to that one. So The Handmaid's Tale was published sometime in the 1970s. So um, I think that the show probably resurrected interest in this, probably from Atwood and from mm -hmm. audiences. And I really love the show. So I am interested to see her vision of what happens to Offred. It's set 15 years after the end of The Handmaid's Tale. Hmm. And so I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just interested to see. I'm hoping that it will be a quality, quality book and not just, yeah, I want it to be different from the series, I guess is what I'm saying. But I don't know how much she'll be influenced by the series and what happened with that since it went past the end of the book. Do you guys watch The Handmaid's Tale? I haven't ever read The Handmaid's Tale. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you should read it. Um, I, I'm sure I would like it. I just haven't ever read it. And I Other things watched... we're going to bug Sarah about yes. when we were all there. <laughs> I'll just like leave the book lying around. It's totally how Jen gets me to do things. She just keeps putting the book in front of me and eventually I get to it. So yeah, the book is phenomenal, but I haven't watched the show. Mm -hmm. Every, I mean, there's another thing I've talked about on here. I'm not big on anything grisly. Yeah. And it's pretty dark. Yeah. So I am down for that in books, but I don't very often watch any shows that require any emotional investment yeah. at all. Kirk so and I, I have not watched, watched the most recent season yet. We have not been great at keeping up with our to watch list this summer. So we need to watch that one. And I'm like, Ashley, I, I, I try to, when I watch TV, I want it to require as little, as mm -hmm. few brain cells as possible. Not necessarily that Ashley does that, but that's not, <laughs> I don't no, mean that. Totally. I totally but, do that. Like, which is why I, I don't want to devote any emotional or mental energy Correct. into it. If I'm going to watch that, the point is to be doing virtually nothing for yes. that short period of time while I'm watching. Yes. And that's why I spent my summer watching The Bachelorette and mm -hmm. Love Island while Jen watched Prestige TV. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I watch all the things. So I watch both the things that require no thought and the things that make me depressed and sad afterwards. So I can't handle the hangover. Of yeah. That. So. Me either. 
Anyway. Anyway, so I don't know if I'll be watching it, but I am very interested to read mm-hmm. the sequel for sure. And maybe it'll be interesting if I don't watch and I read yeah. it versus what you think. So yeah, I'll be curious. Be. Is it coming out this fall? Yes. Uh, I can't remember the date. I can look that. Oh, September. Yeah. Awesome. So. Cool. All right. So let's, each of us is going to share one more pick for Autumn. Sarah? Well... This was a hard choice, but I, so I've seen on Instagram, all over Instagram, the Nickel Boys. Sorry, I'm being motioned that I'm not up on my mic. (laughs) Sorry. I was trying to be subtle, but it didn't work out. So I've seen the Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead all over Instagram, and I've heard so many good things about it, and it seems like a manageable length, so I... I, I wanted to put that on my autumn TBR. I read The Underground Railroad, which it was not my favorite, but I can, could appreciate the writing and his ability to build this setting that was really rich. I mean, I think he is an excellent writer. So I'm definitely, so even though the underground railroad wasn't my favorite, I could definitely appreciate it as a work of literature, which is why I, would still give the Nickel Boys a go. But I just felt like the premise of the Nickel Boys just seems so compelling. It's something that I do not know much about. And it's based, it's, it's based on a real story, even though it's a fictional account. Um, it's set in a reform school in Florida that operated for over 100 years in the Jim Crow South. And from what, I, from what I've heard from other... Instagram bookstagrammers and from Jen is that it is an excellent book, but it's hard, it's heavy, and it's going to be gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, with trepidation. I have added it to my TBR <laughs> just because I know I think that I will like it, but I think it's going to be a hard read. But I think that I trust Colson Whitehead and his ability to weave a story, and I wanted to put something that has some real, you know, I don't know gut gut mm-hmm. you know guts to mm-hmm. to my tbr so that is the nickel boys by colson whitehead yeah i really want to read that one as well and that was that reminded me that i just read when jack that was one that oh yeah um, sarah and jen both had told me that i would love and mm-hmm. um but it it is set in canada and as the residential schools there um but that's joseph boyden's when Jack and it was, I just found it to be such a powerful, mm-hmm. such a powerful read. And like you said, fictional account, but retelling of a real boy who was mm-hmm. in that situation. And it was his story. And in a lot of ways, it was his death that brought about some of the changes that finally shut down the, some of those schools. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I think important work to be telling those stories and just really impactful to get to hear about. I mean, I think that it just made me appreciate the way that fiction and imagination can combine mm-hmm. with historical accounts yeah. to be tell, you know, to really make an impact on readers. Um, okay, the last one I wanted to share with you is one that we are all excited to read <laughs> um, is Rainbow Rowell's Wayward Son. Well, all the juice. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to read this one. I actually stumbled upon her attachments on my Kindle. You know, I was like shopping in my Kindle closet and mm-hmm. found... <laughs> found that one in there episode title i feel like that should be on a t-shirt i was shopping in my kindle closet that is how it goes right yeah yeah do that too like yes, yes. I, I just like buy these books when they're really cheap 
And I, because I do often, we've talked about the Kindle. Sorry, this can be a small digression. (laughs) The Kindle is not my preferred reading. I do not prefer the Kindle. I would much prefer to read on paper. I'm just really slow. I'm a slow reader anyway, and I'm slower on the Kindle. And um, so I, I think that it's hard for me to find books that I enjoy on there. And then I enjoy enough to pick them up and keep going with them. A lot of times I read my Kindle books for, you know, a couple of months at a time, as opposed to another book that I'd go through much more quickly. But anyway, I saw Rainbow Rowell in my Kindle closet there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love Rainbow Rowell. (laughs) And then when I started reading it, it just made me excited all over again to read Wayward Son because I loved Carry On so much. It's actually my favorite of the ones I've read of hers so far. And I also recently read um, Red, White, and Royal Blue, which I loved and felt some of the similar connections to just like heavy issues, but happy story with powerful characters who do amazing things and who are such good friends and really look out for each other. And like, that is what I loved about Carry On so much. And I think that's true of Rainbow Rowell in general. Mm-hmm. She just does a great job of depicting the importance of friendships and how those friendships hold us together and carry us through. And I just loved Carry On so much. And, 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 you know, we're all Harry Potter fans. And so it also was like fun for that. But anyway, attachments brought to my mind, reading that now has brought to my mind again, how much I love her style and her character building. And I just can't wait to read that one. So I know we've talked about it before, but I'm super excited and I will be reading it in autumn. I know I'm going to read it. So, <laughs> so I felt good about putting it on my list because I know that that one I'm going to pick up when it comes out. Yeah. All right. I'm having thoughts about switching last minute. So I'm just going to mention because I forgot about this one that I pre-ordered it and want to read it. Ta-Nehisi Coates' first fiction um, book is coming out this fall, The Water Dancer. Mm -hmm. And I just read his interview with Jessamyn Ward, which is on our Facebook page if you want to read two brilliant authors talking about literature together. It's an amazing interview. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, but that's not my official choice. I'm just cheating. So my official choice is nonfiction. It's Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers, What We Should Know About the People We Don't Know. And Malcolm Gladwell, I'll say this for the third time, it's just an auto buy for me. My husband enjoys his books as well, so I have less guilt about spending the money on on these books because I know at least two of us will read them. But I just appreciate his way of looking at the world and of digging into the reasons behind why things happen. And I think the description on Goodreads is just, it encapsulates why I want to read this. It says in July, 2015, a young black woman named Sandra Bland was pulled over for a minor traffic Mm. violation in rural Texas. Minutes later, she was arrested and jailed. Three days later, she committed suicide in her cell. What went wrong? Talking to strangers is all about what happens when we encounter people we don't know, why it often goes awry, and what it says about us. And of course, it goes on. And if you've read his books before, he typically has almost a series of essays that are about different topics, but they're connected by some theme. His podcast, Revisionist History, follows that same sort of format where he's investigating a larger topic over the course of the season. And I just think his brain works in fascinating ways. And I'm often wowed by what he uncovers in his thinking and in his investigations. So that is Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Strangers, What We Should Know About the People We Don't Know. All right. So before I close out, I'm going to give, yeah, I'm really, Mm -hmm. I love his stuff. And I think that one just feels really timely. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we should read it too. So, and now my autumn TV TBR has grown from this episode. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? <laughs> uh, so, before I close, do you guys want to cheat and mention any other books quickly? Since I, I, I felt like I more. mentioned several that I okay. had read and loved, so I think I cheated in that regard. Okay. 
Okay, well, I will put one out there for Autumn just because I just received this from Harlequin and I read this author's first book that came out last year. Her first book was a Wh- The Witch of Willow Hall. Mm-hmm. And I talked about, I think, on the podcast mm-hmm. last year that it was a very good uh, atmospheric book for the, the autumn season. And it had a twist that in that book. And I talked about I talked about this. <laughs> Sorry. sorry, I keep telling Sarah to scoot closer. We're I'm in sorry. a new recording location, and there are some acoustical challenges. So I just keep trying to get her to scoot closer. Subtly, it's not working out. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, I talked about it last year that there was a twist in that book that I didn't see coming, and that was a little disturbing. But I still liked that the book. I thought it was a great autumn read. Well, Hester Fox, the author, has a new book coming out called The Widow of Pale Harbor. Mm-hmm. And the cover looks like The Witch of Willow Hall. It looks very atmospheric and perfect for autumn and the Halloween reading season. So I'm actually really looking forward to reading this one. I I want to read it so I can get it up on my blog and review it, but I also kind of want to save it so I can read it in October. But this looks like a the perfect autumn TBR. And hopefully if we do a Spooky Reads episode at some point in the autumn, I will have read it and we can, I can talk about it, but it, it looks really good and I think it's perfect for Autumn TBR. That so that's my cheat book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this Unabridged Short. And again, if you can find us on iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe there, we would appreciate it. Thanks so much. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UnabridgedPod or on the web at UnabridgedPod.com for a list of ways to support us. We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light, and Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged. 